Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? UFC Hamburg in the books. It was not a card that (laughs) a lot of people are going to be watching back over and over again. Set a couple or tied a couple of rather lame records, but here we are to talk about it. This show, your uh, UFC Hamburg wrap-up. We're going to cover this at length on Tuesday on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. Make sure you all check that out every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, Myself and Showdown Joe, who you all may remember from uh, Canadian TV. The man was rather famous there. Go check it out. But anyway, this show, I mean, let's start off where it's hot. Let's start off with with what we, really, the draw of this entire podcast. Anthony Smith. You all, if you watched Holy Smokes on Tuesday or saw the interview that James Lynch of Fightful.com did, uh, with Smith, you knew that he went into this fight very unhappy that Daniel Cormier overlooked him. Daniel Cormier said recently, well, he, he didn't say recently that he's gotten until March, but he, he opened up about some of the fights that he saw for himself, one of which was a possible fight with Shogun Hua. Shogun Hua is a name. He's a guy who has been around forever, a pride legend. He had won three fights in a row, so... You could argue if he were to beat Anthony Smith, he would have earned that shot. I don't think it says a lot about UFC's title hopes for Shogun Hua heading into this fight that they pulled Volkan Ozdemir from this fight to fight Gustafson. But in the end, that ended up being the the right decision because they had to slide Anthony Smith into this fight. Meanwhile, Ozdemir's out of that Gustafson fight. If you all watch that that Holy Smoke show any week, you knew that I thought that, that Gustafson... Ozmir fight wasn't going to happen. With both of those two guys, there's no way some shit didn't go down and prevent that fight. There's no way. But Anthony Smith emerges victorious tonight and immediately calls out Gustafson. This comes after Anthony Smith told us that he was not happy at all about being overlooked by Daniel Cormier. Let me get the quote for you. He said, and I quote, 
I don't know what's going on with Daniel Cormier. He's been saying recently that he thinks Shogun's next in line, completely dismissing the fact that Shogun has to face me. I'm not sure what DC's problem is. He's smarter than that. He's an analyst. He knows that anyone can lose at any time. He's also smart enough to know that I'm capable of walking through Shogun. There's no way that people who do this for a living can look at this fight and not know that can happen. If you think Shogun is next in line and I go in and starch him, what does that say? Me and you are together now, bitch. He complains about being overlooked, then he dissed me. He'll hear this and overlook it and act like I don't exist. He's not looking for challenges, end quote. Now, Cormier has said that his fight was, uh, or his fight with Lesnar will be his last. And I have a lot of people questioning the logistics of Smith and Gustafson. Yeah, it's possible. If he didn't take any real damage, it is possible. We're talking about like maybe a two-week turnaround. You can get any type of, of suspension like that just waved. Now, let's talk about the fight in general. Shogun comes in. He eats a big, nasty front kick to the face. Anthony Smith's range at this division is going to be a problem. And he doesn't even necessarily have – he's six foot four, but he doesn't have the John Jones reach. That's the thing. John Jones has a reach like seven inches longer than – than Anthony Smith. So think about that. When you look at how well Anthony Smith was able to utilize that 77 and a half inch reach, John Jones has seven and a half, I think six and a half inches on him. Pause. Anyway, Smith is a guy who's competed his career at middleweight. And he found some success too. Uh, oftentimes when people like me who have been been fans of MMA for so long. We think of of Anthony Smith. We think about him losing in strike force and losing his way out of the UFC. He really lost his way out of VFC too. But he's come back since 2014. 13 and 2 since then. He is just a different fighter. He's 29 years old. He hadn't reached his physical peak yet. So over the last five years, since he was 24. Think about that. The guy was 17 and 11 at 24 years old. That's nuts. Is he really 29? Is this some Danny Almonte shit in the Little League World Series? I don't know. (laughs) Tonight, Anthony Smith walked up. He saved UFC viewers from a, a very underwhelming card. And on paper, this is one of those shows on paper you looked at and you said, not a good card. And then on, then in execution, not a good card. He walked in. He ate shots from Shogun. Didn't let it affect him at all. And then when he stunned Shogun, he used that range. Boy, did he pepper Shogun with some nasty combos. Then got those elbows up against the cage. And the referee stepped in and stopped it before... Shogun could even fall over. This prompted Rashad Evans, who got retired by Anthony Smith last month on the FS1 broadcast, to just say, that boy's for real. And he is. And he is. You look at Anthony Smith right now. He's won five of his last six in the UFC. Uh, When all is said and done, he'll have uh, three bonuses in that streak, including his loss to Tiago Santos in February of this year. There's not a lot to break down in this fight. It was Shogun doing what Shogun usually does and somebody catching him. After years of him narrowly escaping (laughs) some of these situations, he got caught again, just like he did with St. Prue, 
just like he did with Dan Henderson. He got a little too sloppy, man. Just a little bit too sloppy, and he got caught. And Anthony Smith, the Lionheart, the young Lionheart, I guess you could say, picked up the win. Now let's talk about his call-out because he did the right thing. He did the exact opposite of Corey Anderson. Anthony Smith said, Jimmy Manoa, I know you're ringside, and I would love to fight you, and I got a lot of respect for you, but Alexander Gustafson, I'll see you in two weeks. I'll see you in two weeks? Can you even fight in two weeks? We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Just a programming note, that night, UFC 227, I believe it is, I will not be doing a live post show. I'll be doing a post show the following afternoon. I may set up something else. Uh, I may see if James Lynch wants to run a post show podcast, see how that works out, but I will not be in town for that show. Smith did the right thing. Now, you think about this. On paper, Evan Shogun not like necessarily title-earning victories, even though Shogun was in the discussion. Shogun was in the title discussion because he didn't lose three times in a row. That's it. He did, Or he didn't lose in three straight fights. So you win three straight in the UFC's light heavyweight division, you're there because the, the division keeps getting ravaged, whether it's by suspensions or injuries or whatever it may be. If Anthony Smith beats beats and retires Rashad Evans in June in less than a minute, he beats and ends the title hopes of Shogun in July in under 90 seconds, then he takes a fight with Alexander Gustafson and he beats him in August, there ain't no reason you can't give him a fight against Daniel Cormier in November, December, if he so chooses. Cormier said he wants to sneak one in there before he fights Lesnar. So that would be nice. I don't know how Daniel Cormier's hand is doing. But this was outstanding. Outstanding. I mean, Anthony Smith, Drake Riggs on Twitter is is bringing up a great point. What makes this even more ironic is that it would top Volkan's no-time run while taking all the opportunities from Volkan. This was Volkan's fight. Alexander Gustafson. That was Volkan's fight. Not anymore. That's Anthony Lionheart Smith's fight. Outstanding performance from Anthony Smith. He will get a bonus on this real shit show. This was not a great show at all. At all. Tied a record for nine straight decisions. Tied a record for 10 decisions on a fight card. Yeah, you'll have that, man. Elsewhere in this light heavyweight division. By the way, uh, Anthony Smith went in unranked. He will launch himself probably into the top 10 immediately. Shogun was ranked number eight. Elsewhere, you had number three, Glover Teixeira, getting beaten by number, I think, nine, Corey Anderson. This is one of my I got five on it calls on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. There are several fight cards, fights that I see, and I'm like, why is that guy an underdog? And even if he is an underdog, it's worth putting five on. I got five on Corey Anderson. I didn't see how Glover Teixeira beats him. Outside of maybe an early knockout, because that's the way that Glover does it. Now, to be fair, Corey Anderson does get knocked out in the third round here and there, but... 
I look at guys and I'm like, sometimes Glover Teixeira's got to get old, man. He's 38 years old. He'll be 39 later this year. He's alternated wins and losses since 2016. And really, Misha Serkinov is his best win in the last few years. I think Misha Serkinov's a better win for him than Ovint St. Prue, to be honest with you. So I look at that, and if I'm Teixeira, I, you know, I evaluate my options. Maybe, you know what? I, I'm open to taking a fight at heavyweight. Don't cut weight when you're older. See how that that works for you. Maybe one fight, get you in there with a striker. But Anthony Smith or Anthony Smith, uh, Corey Anderson, rather. Well, I thought some of his entries were kind of lazy. It worked for him. He stood just outside of the pocket and was peppering Teixeira with shots. He worked Teixeira to the turtle, threw those strikes under the arm, threw those strikes around the arm, worked him to his back, worked Teixeira to his back, rather, threw some elbows, was able to avoid a couple of guillotine attempts that weren't really tight, weren't really in there, and dominated Glover Teixeira. Now, for Corey Anderson, he's got a winning streak going. He beat Patrick Cummins in April as well. And this comes off the heels of a really rough 2017 form where he got obliterated by OSP and Jimmy Manawa in a couple fights, just knocked dead, and Shogun beat him by split decision. And, you know, if memory serves me correctly, a lot of people had Anderson winning that fight. So his record is a little bit deceiving, but the man has been susceptible to knockout. And that's not a great thing when you've got studs like Anthony Smith running around in this division right now. He might run into Anthony Smith, but uh, Glover Teixeira just couldn't stop the takedown for any extended amount of time. And it really, really did him a disservice and definitely didn't help. Let's talk about this prelim or the, these, the rest of the show, because to be honest with you, None of these fights mattered before these two. And that's unfortunate. And we'll probably circle back and talk more about Anderson, Teixeira, Shogun, and Smith. You all can submit your questions if you'd like. As Itar defeated Miranda, I love when the ref (laughs) said, Miranda, get up and don't talk to me. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Not much to see here. Not much to see here. Uh, Vito Miranda is probably gone from the UFC at this point. A guy who had such an outstanding run on Tough Brazil 3, I think it was. He went 3-0 and on the show and then ran into shoe face. And you will run into shoe face. Dropped down from heavyweight in that to middleweight. And he beat Jake Collier, Clint Hester, and Marcelo in a pretty nice run. And it looked like he was going to be something in this division. But... Like I said with the Shara man, age catches up to you. And age for Vito Miranda is 39 years old. If you fought on tough as a heavyweight, and now you're fighting as a middleweight, and you're 39 years old, oh, by the way, he ain't a young 39 years old either. We're talking 23 MMA fights, uh, 24, 25 kickboxing fights that we know of. He's been in the game for 15 years alternating kickboxing and MMA. Time caught up to Vito Miranda, and he's lost three straight uh, decisions. And when you lose three straight decisions, that's bad news for you. It's 
out the door in the UFC. Marcin Tibura, Stefan Struve. Man, Stefan Struve just hates to hit people, doesn't he? I think that 2009 Stefan Struve beats 2018 Stefan Struve. I really do. He has regressed. He used to be smoother on the ground than he is now. And Marcin Tibera was just happy to take Stefan Struve down and lay on top of him. And this was to stay relevant. I think the loser of this, whoever it was going to be, needed to fall out of that top 20. Or top 15, rather. Because both of these guys were off back-to-back losses and were ranked in that top 15. Now Struve is, has lost three in a row. I, to be honest, I put Ivanov up there above Stefan Struve. Struve's wins are over, I mean, Amelia Cech, who's gone, Antonio Silva, who's gone, Minotaro, who's gone, and that's all you got since the Stipe win six years ago. Six years ago. Stefan Struve has been in the UFC for almost a decade. He's had 21 fights there. He has a win over one current UFC heavyweight. Mm. doesn't bode well, but he's 30 years old. Can you release him? I don't know. I mean, you could, but why? Why he could gain a win over another UFC heavyweight pretty fairly, pretty easily. It's just in execution, I mean, you know, the, the being the size he is, is is a real gift and a curse because he's so big, man. It's got to make training hard. It's got to make it's got to make a lot of these techniques hard. I know that I often say, well, he doesn't use his range. I'm sure he's sitting there thinking, Buddy, it would be awesome if I could. So, yeah, I mean, he just can't execute. He cannot execute. You have Marcin Tiberi. He's he's uh, the similarities in these two are just there. He's when he runs into top talent, boom. Now, see, I mean, people are going to point at Struve and say, "Oh my gosh, he beat." A lot of people that competed for the title and won the title. Well, yeah, we're not going to pretend that Stipe Miocic in 2012 in England is Stipe Miocic at his best. We're not going to sit there and, and act like that. That ain't, that's not the case. First time Stipe had ever fought overseas before, ever. Marcin Tibura got it done. He'll get a top 15 opponent, Struve. Might still get a top 15 opponent. I don't think they're going to let him go. I think he's more valuable being out of Bellator than, than they're willing to, to get rid of. You know what I mean? Just even though he's, he's not that valuable, he's a guy you can put on a show like this and you can say, okay, I know who that guy is. And that for the UFC, I think is valuable. Danny Roberts defeated David Zwada. This is one of those... 27-30, 29-28, 29-28 split decisions. I will let technique go out the window if we get bangers like this. This was a fun fight, man. Alan Juban was supposed to fight Danny Roberts, but pulled out uh, about a week and a half ago. We did interview Alan Juban, and we'll still use that because he talked about pro wrestling on there as well. This was just fun. It was sloppy like the, the – the part of me that, that watches for technique was like, eat, 
But the rest of me, who just was, I was craving an entertaining fight at this point. It's all I wanted. And for Danny Roberts, he's won three out of four. And Danny Roberts isn't in the habit of having boring fights as is. He knocked out Oliver Incamp. He knocked out Bobby Nash. And he got knocked out by Mike Perry and Nordin Taleb. And that's his last four. I think before that, he fought Dom Steele at 197. And that was a fight of the night. He put out Nathan Coy. So you look back, every single fight that Danny Roberts has had is good. And now, to me, Danny Roberts is one of those guys that I will look at at 170, and I'll say, all right, throw him in there with a Cowboy Oliveira, a Cowboy Cerrone, a Mike Perry again even. Throw him in there with one of those guys that we know he's going to go in there and just slug it out with and have some good fights with. Because he has earned that. Elsewhere, you have Nasrat Hakparast, who we interviewed on Fightful.com, courtesy of James Lynch, defeating Mark Jacasey. Now, Mark Jacasey, he got beat up, man. He couldn't get it going inside. He couldn't get it going at range. He couldn't get it going out of range. He couldn't get it going in the clinch. Couldn't get it going up against the cage. It was 13 months ago that Mark Jacasey was a 12-0 fighter who was 3-0 in the UFC Fresh off of a 30-second knockout of Timu Pakalan in London, performance of the night, looked like a big, big prospect. And my, how the tables have turned. Lost to Jakar Close in a bad fight. Lost to Dan Hooker. Got tapped in the third round. Got beat by Hyperas tonight. And Hyperas put on an awesome performance. Just an awesome performance one that uh, I didn't necessarily expect to be that overwhelming and that impressive. But now he's one I'm looking at, too. After he got beat by Marcin Held last year, he was like, no, I'm not. My career isn't coming to an end at, at the expense of you. He had, And he couldn't get in the cage earlier this year. They tried. He was supposed to fight Alex Reyes. Didn't happen. Uh, was supposed to fight Nad Naramani, and I think, or Nad Naramani, and it didn't happen. So, and I mean, this this is a guy who couldn't get fights for the last few years. He had, I think, he's had like five canceled fights over the last twenty month, twenty two months. So Hakparas probably aching to fight, even though he, he did fight a couple times last year. Big win for him, even though Jacasey's lost two in a row. You had Hedzovic defeating uh, Nick Hine. It's one that uh, Demir Hedzovic needed. He had a performance of the night where he knocked out Marcin Held last year. But other than that, he would have been one and three in the UFC. And that's when you're, when you're a lightweight, that's cutting territory. That's where you start to find yourself on the chopping block. Nick Hine lost two in a row after his three-fight winning streak. I mean, he started off in the UFC four and one. Now lost two in a row. He'll get another crack. They won't bid him adieu just yet. You had Fabinski defeating Emil Weber-Meek. Emil Weber-Meek just seems like he has not evolved. He had a lot of hype about him when he defeated and just obliterated Husamar Palhares. And this is when Palhares was coming off of that, that real controversy. He would hold on to submissions for so long. And everybody just wanted to see him. Just see him get beat. 
I mean, he had done this three or four times. And Paul Harris has never been the same. Paul Harris was one of the baddest dudes in the world at that point. Since Emile Weber me, me corrected his mindset, I think Paul Harris has won one of uh, four fights. Or one of five fights. But Emile Weber-Meek has not adapted. He hasn't been what he was outside the UFC. He's not finished a single fight. Before the UFC, he had 12, I think 11 fights. One went to the scorecards. All of these have. And he'll get he'll get another shot too. But losing to Kamara Usman, okay. Fabinski via decision, hmm. Now, Romani did fight on this show. He defeated Khalid Taha. Alexander Rakic, Rakic defeated uh, Justin Ledet. I was a little bit surprised that the betting lines were so far in Rakic's favor. And they shifted. They shifted to Ledet over the past couple days to where Ledet was one of my, I got five on it. Bad call by the looks of it. But since it shifted, you know, I would have to rescind that. I'm not taking Justin Ledet as a favorite. Then I move it to Rakic because he's a light heavyweight, former heavyweight, big boy. I don't think he's a former heavyweight, but boy, he dominated Ledet. He got two 30-24 scorecards and a 30-25. This was a beating. This was a clubbing. This was so one-sided. That Ledette has to be like, send me back to heavyweight, man. And this is uh, finally, Rakic gets in the cage. He he debuted in September with his win over Barroso. So he's looking promising. That's a good light heavyweight prospect. We have a lot of light heavyweight prospects emerging. Speaking of, Jeremy Kimball got beaten about three minutes and... Jeremy Kimball is the kind of guy with a physique at light heavyweight that looks like he should just either take it seriously and fight at middleweight or say to hell with it and fight at heavyweight. But he, whatever the case is, he shouldn't be at middle light heavyweight, and he's not going to be anymore because he retired after, after the fight on Facebook. We see this a lot, though, so just wait and see. Stachich, another guy that you got to look out for in the light heavyweight division, 26 years old. And we had four guys emerge. Four guys emerge. Anthony Smith turning 30 later or next week. He's 29 years old. He picked up a big win. Corey Anderson turns 29 in September. Big win. Stosich, I think he's I think I just said he's uh 26 years old. And you got Rockich who just emerged on the scene as well. And uh 26 years old, man. That's that's very promising for that light heavyweight division. Manny Bermudez with that Bermudez triangle, man. Big bank take little bank is, as Luke Thomas would say, this is what happens. If you, I mean, he, he sets it up beautifully every single time. He executes it beautifully every single time. Davey Grant lost three or four. He's probably done. I think Damian Stasiak is too. He lost three in a row. But let's talk about Manny Bermudez and this this triangle that he has just specialized in the Bermudez triangle. He's 12 and 0 now. Let's see, his last four wins are by triangle choke. He beat Albert Morales, and then he's 
he's got four wins in the last calendar year, in the last just over 11 months via triangle. He's got a dangerous guillotine as well. Several of his first uh, wins were by triangle as well. He Several triangles and guillotines on the amateur circuit. This guy will put you out, and that's, that's just what he does. Now, you have to wonder how – how is this is this going to be another is this going to be another Cody situation <laughs> the, the Cody McKenzie situation where he specializes in the McKenzie team and doesn't round out his game and shows up on an MMA show with his tag hanging out of his shorts what the hell what the hell but Manny Bermudez if it's down on the ground He's wrapping those legs around your head. And that's it. You're done. You're done. Other news, Christoph Jotko, Adam Yandiv, that's set for UFC Moscow. Looks like Cerrone versus Mike Perry, UFC Denver. Yeah, Muslim Salikov notified of a potential USADA violation. Edgar and Korean Zombie headlining UFC Denver. Jacare Souza facing David Branch at UFC 230. Courtney Casey replaces Alexa Grasso at UFC Lincoln. She will fight Angela Hill. Shoeface wants to fight Paulo Costa. He is not happy, he being Carlos Jr., that uh, Costa is ranked ahead of him. Cain Velazquez trained at the U- or WWE Performance Center this week. A lot of people asking me about this, about Cain Velazquez training there, man. My And this is my speculation. I think that he looks and he sees Brock Lesnar getting a fight against his buddy. And honestly, he put away Brock Lesnar in the UFC and for the title. He's like, this guy's making all this money over here and there. I'm going to do it. And he showed up at the Performance Center and got a little workout in. I heard was just fine, but open to options in WWE. But, I mean, the guy can't stay healthy to fight. Is he going to stay healthy to wrestle? Maybe if he does a Lesnar schedule, but here's something that'll boggle your mind, guys. Brock Lesnar has fought in the UFC more recently than Cain Velazquez. They fought on the same UFC 200 show, but Lesnar fought later in the night. Technically, the man has fought more recently than Cain Velazquez. It appears Colby Covington is going to have the interim title stripped. Teal versus Woodley may be in place. Why? Wait it out a little bit. Tyron Woodley put off his surgery for months. What's it going to hurt? Sam Alvey against Antonio Rogero Noguera at UFC Sao Paulo. That's a nice fight. Anderson Silva exonerated of any wrongdoing. Ooh, tainted supplement that took a year away from him. Why is he suspended at all? At this point, the shit is out of his system. Let the man fight. He still wants the GSP fight. Guys, we have pros picks and a lot of them for the awesome UFC on Fox show next week. They're all coming. Of course, they will be on the uh, UFC or the the Holy Smokes MMA podcast on Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Check us out there. We're going to talk about all the fights that are being made as well as this show, UFC Hamburg. We're going to show you those pros picks. Talk to Showdown Joe Ferraro. Guys, if you all are pro wrestling fans, Impact Slammiversary post-show podcast tonight. Join me for live coverage 
I'll be in the the uh, live discussion, chatting it up. Later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.